0: Hey, happy uh, fish anniversary. Happy fish to you, too. Can, can you believe we did a hundred of these stupid things?
1: <laughs> Welcome to the Fish Nerds, the podcast about fish, fishing, and eating fish. It's always interesting, usually funny, and mostly true. I'm Doc Martin, and here are the nerds.
0: It's our 100th episode, and we're recording it live on Lake Winnipesaki.
2: Yes. So you hear
0: a snow machines going behind us. Uh, that's that's not an effect we're adding in. That's real life.
2: Real life, and that is uh Tim Moore delivering uh hot breakfast sandwiches
0: yeah. out on the ice. <laughs> yeah, he he Tim Moore is our is uh guiding the adventure today, Tim and Chuck Fritz. Um, from Tim Moore Outdoors, and he set up uh, a thing called the Ice Fishing Grudge Match with all kinds of uh, crazy ice fishing people, and we're celebrating our show, our 100th episode, with... Here's Tim now!
3: Hey, hello. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> we were just saying that you guys are, are doing doing it right. This is it's a customer service job, like it or not. I, That's what guiding <laughs> is. It's a customer service job. So. Well, McDonald's would be proud of you. I think that's (laughs) not saying much, but (laughs) (laughs) thank you. But yeah, anyway, it's very good.
0: (laughs) Ice fishing on Winnipeg. Right. Tough word to say, Winnipesaukee, even harder word to spell.
2: Well, and I think mm. you you were the first one to tell me the Native American translation.
0: Right. In, in uh, the old Algonquin language, and this is not a written language, so it's really difficult to fact check, but um, Winnipesaukee, little known fact, means impossible to drive around in a short time. Oh, right. It, you cannot drive around this lake at an easy time, because it's right in the middle of the state, and blocks all the highways, and everyone knows that the uh, Algonquins really like traveling in straight lines so right. they named this lake Winnipesaki, which means you can't get there from here
2: right yeah. and and i think it's also a curse word
0: <laughs> it, it, it has been language. i've used it winniposaki <laughs>
2: winniposaki
0: oh i would have yeah. would have gotten there faster if it wasn't for you winniposaki <laughs> i know
2: man um but it's an amazing lake that is really kind of eight lakes in one um we are in Moultonboro Bay, right? We
0: are. Uh, and, and it's interesting because we're on about 10 inches of ice. Pretty mm. safe yep. spot. And I was in Meredith Bay two days ago, and it's liquid still. Unbelievable. Yeah. And uh, there's
2: tons and tons of islands around. And and we're fortunate here with Tim Moore and Chuck Fritz, who are guides. Um, I, I think they guide officially under Tim Moore Outdoors. Is yeah. That right? yep. And... Uh, just doing a great job with a bunch of friends in the area and and what's interesting is with all these people they all have a story
4: good morning wicked fishes
2: that is dave perry of wickedfisher.com that's a new england fishing blog. dave has been our friend for a very long time right from the beginning
4: And he's just a leader in this whole New England fishing community. Uh, My philosophy is to find out where Dwight is marking fish and then fish in that same column because he is already on the board with the first fish of the day.
2: Oh, what did he get?
4: Uh, He got himself a little rock bass. Oh, fish on. (laughs) I've got something here. It's it's a little fighter. We'll see what it is. Hey, fish! Rock bass. There we go. Nice. On a mealworm. On a mealworm. I never
0: catch fish on mealworms.
4: Well, we were just talking about them. He bit me, so I put him on the hook. <laughs> and then
0: you can eat them. They taste like peanuts.
4: They do? Yeah, oh, yeah, they great. Yeah. Oh, by the way, um, happy 100th to you guys. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe it's uh, flown by that fast. Uh, I work 9 to 5 for Raytheon BBN Technologies Company. I am their divisional security manager. I help people get clearances. I hide all the secrets. Oh, my God. I, I do counterintelligence work. Oh, well, don't tell well, Clay is all about counterintelligence. Huh. You should have seen him putting his snowmobile together. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Nice, nice. You,
2: guys
4: good good you guys are good luck for me.
2: That was a good hook set.
4: You guys are good luck for me. It's actually deeper here than I thought.
0: Oh, Yay. nice, nice rock
4: so I've been working for the same company for 25 years, so I've accrued quite a bit of vacation time. I end up taking off uh, pretty much every Friday during the fishing season, um, the open water season. My family calls my, my truck a rolling tackle box. I keep all my gear in the truck. So on the way home from work, I go by the uh, Sudbury Rivers, the Concord Rivers, um, Sudbury Reservoir, and I just stop and fish whenever I get a chance to.
0: So, this episode of the Fish Nerds podcast, episode number 100, our fish anniversary, <laughs> is supported by Daddy Mac Lures. Um, they've been great to us since we started, and they've actually given us a little bit of financial backing today to help us really get things kind of fired up for the new season. Uh, so, we'll have to see what comes forward. And if you want to support the Fish Nerds, you can help them. By going to patreon.com and donating to our show and help us get enough money to make this show really spectacular.
2: Well, and we'll talk a little bit more about the Daddy Mac Lure uh, company and philosophy and, and those kind of things because one of the nice things about a, a podcast like this and ice fishing is that you have a lot of time mm-hmm. and you can learn a lot, of, a lot of this stuff. But, you know, this is Daddy Mac's doing it right. I, they are in Bass Pro Shop up here.
0: They're, they're everywhere I've been lately. And you know what I think they've been doing right is really focusing on building a community mm. you know they're on the internet and if you reach out to them with you or whatever you're doing they're going to be excited about you even if you're not necessarily buying their lures they just want to see your fish and talk to you about fish and fishing and I think by building that kind of trust uh, it kind of builds that brand yeah. which is nice Although they still have the worst logo in history, of logos. <laughs> it is
2: a very creepy logo of Jack Houghton's father-in-law with flippers for
0: hands. Yeah, yeah. My daughter does not like it. <laughs> it is creepy. It is one of those creepy ones. Yeah. All right, uh, so, so, Dwight, we're, we're doing a little bit of technique talk this morning. We're going to talk about technique, how you catching fish, what are, what's your strategy, what are you using. So... 1st Dwight Dion, right? Yes, it is. And it's Dwight Dion Fishing. Is that how I you? That's, that's my Facebook? page
1: on Facebook, Dwight Dion Fishing. Uh, it just follows my trail through uh, ABA Fishing, multiple club tournaments, and right now, the ice. Oh,
0: yeah.
2: how, how did you uh, come up with that name?
1: <laughs> it just came to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually work at uh, Best Knife Company in the world, Dexter Russell. I've been a CNC lathe back grinder there for four years now. So I handle all operations for a form in the back of every single Dexter Russell blade.
2: And then we asked Dion uh, why he has a passion for fishing.
1: No explanation. I just love it. I absolutely love it. The thrill. And now uh, with my son and everything, seeing him getting into you know trout fishing and everything, that 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 is the best excitement ever, seeing my little guy get to big fish and everything. Uh, my first tournament is actually, uh, I believe it's the second week of April. It starts on Congamon. Uh, Our championship, we actually got a big one this year for my district, is uh, Lake Champlain, Ticonderoga, and then with any luck, I'll make my championship. It's uh, Lake Eufaula this year in, uh, I believe it's South Carolina. It's off of, uh, I believe it's the Savannah River. So I was able to fish uh, Lake Hartwell this year for my national championship, which was, was nice because uh, the Bassmaster Classic was actually there in uh, 2015. Uh, we had a tournament on Lake Wampanoag in Gardner. I had a great day, was culling by 9, 10 o'clock in the morning. I actually managed to pull out a second-place victory, uh, first-place co-angler, second-place uh, overall in the day with uh, just under a 10-pound bag.
5: That's amazing, yeah.
1: So, and almost almost pulled it out of my hat for uh, our championship on uh, the Connecticut River this year. I went into the last day only down by three pounds, ended up taking that tournament for Co Angler, but missed uh, Co Angler Championship by three points on the year. Yeah.
0: That's crazy. Yeah. I, I don't know anything about fishing
1: competition
0: yeah talking sports to me i'm like okay cool yeah sounds whatever you said sounds great
1: well it's if you have more than uh 12 12 people it starts off with a 200 point uh point system and as as each place drops down one point as as under 12 people are there or over points go up so cool (laughs) four-pound uh, Invisalign Berkeley, so fluorocarbon, 100% fluorocarbon. So I truly believe in fluorocarbon uh, through the ice, you know, just a lot less stretch and fish can't see it. Well, right now I'm not marking anything, but I'll absolutely hammer the jig, bounce it. Dead stick it, try to get something to come in. Just keep on doing it until you attract any kind of fish, get them in to bite. I believe it's a quarter ounce haley chain jig, uh, chartreuse glow. Uh, four spikes on the uh, little single hook, the haley chain. Seems to work wonders. Maggots, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we like to church it up a little bit.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, this is actually, uh, I got two ba- uh, two rock bass already, but we're gonna get into some bigger stuff in a bit. So for smaller fish, the perch, the calicos.
2: The rock bass. Some of our listeners might not be familiar with the rock bass. Uh, we went to the Missouri website, Missouri Department of Natural Resources, because the rock bass is native to the Mississippi drainage, to the central part of the United States, not up here in the northeast. So they were introduced. Uh, according to the website, and in Missouri DNR, they are thicker body than most sunfish with a large mouth and very large eyes. Color is variable, but generally dark, dark, to bronze above, often blotchy on the sides. It has a distinct pattern of dark spots along the sides, and that is the main difference between some of their closest relatives, which is an Ozark bass or a shadow bass. Once again, not in New England, but if you're out in the Midwest, you would need to distinguish between those. Total length is about 11 inches for a big one, weight in the one-pound range. They have gotten up to 17 inches and 2 pounds, 12 ounces. That's the Missouri record. Their habitat is typically streams in the northern part of the Ozarks and tributaries in the middle Mississippi. They are most active in twilight and at night. They love crayfish and aquatic insects. Occasionally, they'll eat some terrestrial insects. I think about any fish is going to eat a terrestrial insect. The status of the rock bass, which we would call goggle-eye growing up in Indiana. I think a lot of places in the Midwest call them goggle-eye. Um, the status where they're at in the Midwest, they're fine. Lots of people catch them. A lot of people don't like to eat them because they tend to have, they tend to be small. And a lot of people think they have a lot of parasites. I think in certain waters, that probably is true. In Winnipesaukee, uh, where we were at, they're introduced species. Not a lot of people eat them. We convinced Hugo to eat them. And he posted uh, some pretty gruesome parasite pictures of the flesh of one of the rock bass that had black spot. Black spot uh, looks like somebody put pepper all throughout the meat. And what that is, is a fluke. Fluke are pretty amazing because fluke infest a fish. And then for them, for the fluke to continue their life cycle, they need to be eaten by a bird. That bird needs to poop in the water. And then the fluke come out of that and find a snail, and they live in a snail for a long time, Then they come out of the snail, they find a fish, and that is the full cycle of the black spot fluke. So, you can admire it, uh, but you probably don't want to eat it, and Hugo didn't want to do that either. But that's the quick rundown of the northern
6: rock bass. It's a 24-inch light rod. Um so far so good i just bought it a couple weeks ago i got a couple other favorites but um i thought i'd give this one a shot with phil belcher junior got another shiner on this one and switched up the jig yeah it's a vmc i believe it's a clam but it's a vmc minnow jig yeah little perch perch patent on it yeah my day job i'm an it manager for uh, an engineering firm i have to work 40 hours a week and i can only fish like 40 hours a week (laughs) it's not a it's not really a balance it's when I'm not working I'm fishing yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's not totally true I, I should take that back I, I got a wife and three kids I got no. a ni- nine year old five year old and I got a six month old baby so I, I haven't been fishing so much the last six months born in June so most of my canal season at the end of the year I didn't get out as much as I'd like to but well, congratulations, it's perfect. thank you yeah it, it's a balance of, of work family and, and fish and uh, work pays the bills family obviously is the family and then fish whenever I can and yeah, uh, you know the other guys on, Daddy, on team Daddy Mac with me are uh, Squid and Dan Thistle and us guys, we put uh, usually about 30, 40 hours a week on the ice. Once once the ice isn't thick, we go from you know 8 p.m. till 1, 2 a.m. So. I spent a lot of time building this thing but I actually have inside of here I've got my heater but I also got my 12 volt battery with an AC inverter I got an amplifier I got indoor outdoor speakers oh, mounted oh. on the front I've got the fridge slash heater over there that plugs in via 12 volt 12 volt oh yeah I've got a uh, That's awesome. <laughs> we got our, we got our nighttime light which is around here somewhere it's uh-huh. a it's a bright LED right there it's an LED low voltage light that I can yeah. run yeah so yeah, I got yeah, the yeah. clam shelter which is a five foot by five foot shelter we had all three of us in here we yeah, said we were yeah. out here at 2 a.m. last night so I had all this stuff with me to so set up, and we were warm, and, yeah, we had light, shelter. It was That's great. Awesome. Yeah, I like pounding the bottom, you know, bring it up two, three feet, let it hit real hard, and then kind of violently jig for a minute, bring it back up, and kind of go down slow all over again. Uh, right now I'm using a uh, clam blade jig. How's yeah. it working out for you? Uh, So far, no fish, so I would say not, not too well right now. <laughs> could It could go, could go better.
0: Pink. Pink's a good color. Pink's a great color. Yeah,
6: yeah it. it's been very good to me. Yeah.
2: Lake Winnipesaukee is the largest lake in New Hampshire. It's located in what we call the Lakes Region. We're really clever that way. Uh, It's approximately 21 miles long and about 9 miles wide at its widest point. It covers 71 square miles. Its maximum depth is 212 feet The center area of the lake is called the Broads. That's nowhere near where we were at. We were up by State's Landing in Moultonboro Bay. The lake contains at least 258 islands. Once again, 258 islands. Half of which are less than a quarter acre in size. The driving distance around the lake is 63 miles. It is 504 feet above sea level. Winnipesaukee is the third largest lake in New England after Lake Champlain and Moosehead Lake.
7: I'm fishing with a clam drop jig with the little uh, spikes on it. And it's doing pretty well. It's got a couple of rock bass and uh, Jack. Junior caught a uh, white perch on it. Yeah, you know you go fishing with Tim Moore. You show up and he supplies everything for you. So it's, I think it's uh, Dave Gens.
2: That was Jack Houghton from Daddy Mac Lures.
7: I am a computer programmer no for a company in Boston. Uh, I do. So I work for a company that does a hedge fund, and they invest in medical products. Yeah. And uh, they make landscape maps for a particular disease so they know who to watch and who not to watch. And um, I wrote software to digitize their maps. Pretty boring stuff. (laughs) I, um, well, I don't get to fish much. Right. I do own a lure company, so. (laughs) But, um. Yeah, no, it's uh, long nights. Yeah, yep. It's long days. You know, we have a crazy schedule coming up. We're at Boxmo next week, and then we're doing the Blue Water Bash. Then we're in Springfield, and then, you know, it just goes on. Rhode Island, Suffolk in New York, Somerset, New Jersey, and then Augusta, Maine. Matt's been working with us, helping us out a lot.
2: We want to take a little break from the reporting on the lake to focus on Jack, Jack, we got him to come into the Fish Nerd studio provided by Tim and Chuck in their clam insulated, awesome six-pack, whatever, portable <laughs> shed um, or shack. The clam products are amazing. They set all that up for us, and so we had this nice little recording studio out on the ice heater and everything, and we invited Jack in to talk a little bit more about, uh, about his business. We're on the ice of storied waters of Winnipesaukee. Oh, I like that they're storied. The storied waters. I, I was going to
0: say sullied.
2: <laughs> that was after you were on Well, it. no,
0: the, the language that ja- Daddy Mac Lures is using today is sullying <laughs> the ice. <laughs>
2: sullying the ice. Jack Houghton is with us from Daddy Mac Lures. Hi, Jack. How you doing? Good, good. You were saying some stuff as we were setting up all this spider web of gear. Um, no, you don't need to name names. But I liked your philosophy about sort of, you know, when companies start off small with a good heart and then they get greedy. Yes.
7: <laughs> yes, it's uh, very common. Yeah. Right.
2: So right now, your your shop, I would say, is big on heart.
7: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's all about
2: the customer. Yeah, tell us a little bit more about about sort of your philosophy of serving the customer.
7: Well, um, You know, when someone buys a lure from Daddy Mac Lures, we back the lure. Um, If any problems, no questions asked, we'll exchange it. We don't even need proof that you bought a lure. It's just, uh, you know. Did you hear that? (laughs) (laughs) There will be those that take advantage of that, but they'll be happy. And they'll be happy with Daddy Mac Lures as a brand, and that's number one to us. Well,
2: and what's really great is that if you buy one of these lures and you call up the number, is the number on the, the
7: packaging? Uh, no, you can get the website and then yeah. you can get the contact us from that point.
2: But, you know, I mean, you're talking to real, real people who are, uh, we've known you for a couple of years and, uh, you know, I really appreciate that kind of customer service that zeroed in on like, you know, this is a fun activity. Let's don't have people be <laughs> right unhappy as right. they go through all this. Right. And, uh, your lures are great. Your lures yeah. are great. It's, it's, it's
7: been unreal. Yeah. We have no complaints. So we're, we're growing, uh, unbelievably. And uh, we we look forward to continuing to grow.
0: I think you will. Um, you were you were talking earlier about why you started Daddy Mac. You want to refresh us on that?
7: Sure. Uh, so there are Briefly? those. Sure. Those there are those companies that um, <laughs> who
0: <laughs> that
7: uh, they look to you know get a lot of profit and, and they're making decisions based on the profit margin, which any company should. Um, but. You know that there's profit and then there's exorbitant profit and and I know when you sell an eighteen dollar jig that there's lots of profit in that and uh you know those companies leave room for other companies to come in and undercut them
0: so do you think people who would let's say buy an eighteen dollar jig are they buying the brand or are they buying the jig usually um-
7: yeah they they're buying the brand buying the you brand. know the, these these companies position themselves very well to be a vertical jig. Um, the one-all solution, so they're buying the rod, the reel, and, and the jig.
0: And they're buying from a company that they've seen since they were kids, so they recognize the brand, and that's, sure. that's really kind of the go-to. So, right. So if you can get your brand on that level of recognition, but have as good a jig but at a lower cost, right. that, that's a win.
7: Sure. Yeah. yeah, and there are a lot of people that you know buy based on cost alone. You know, the, the entire commercial fisheries down in Massachusetts, we've proven that for striped bass, they're buying our jigs. And uh, one, they work, but two, the cost point.
0: Well, it works out great because fish can't read. <laughs> yeah. It turns out. You <laughs> yes. Know? So if yeah. they're using, you know, you know, very fancy Rapala or Daddy Mac, the fish, sure. they see a fish. Yes. They see bait What's and that? they
7: don't care. The key is catching fish to me, you know. Yeah. And, and I think we do a good job with our lures catching fish.
0: I think so. I know in the springtime for smallmouth bass, your three-inch viper yellow perch has yep. been my go-to. This year, I think I bought three or four in the springtime from yep. you. And while I was fishing them, I gave them away to people. Oh. Like, they like, oh, what is that? I'm like, oh, this is, you know, 3 of We'll have to get you and, some more. You did. Oh, okay. You, you refreshed me. You filled, <laughs> you, you filled me back up. Oh. I told you about it. Oh, yeah, And then yeah, you went, oh, right, don't right, do right. that. I'll give you some more. Yeah, so, yeah. But But uh, one thing I really like, too, and, and this is true with Fish Nerd stuff, is when you catch fish with, with a Daddy Mac lure or with a, or a Fish Nerd's hat on or whatever, and you share it out, uh, it's appreciated. You oh, mean, yeah. Absolutely. You, it's a pleasure. Like, I know when I see a Fish Nerd's hat on our Facebook page. I get so excited about it. And, and I'm sure you get that same feeling with money oh, yeah. lures.
7: Yeah. And it's, um, you know, we, we get a lot of pictures back. Um, the number of lures we sell, we expect more pictures. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as a lure company and not having that direct contact selling through tackle shops, you're not getting that feedback. So right. what happens at the expos, which is very reassuring and it's, half the reason I love going to them is you talk to the people that have great experiences and you always joke like, where's the pictures? Oh, it's in my camera. or, or they'll send you a picture without the hook in the mouth and, and right. you have a picture of a fish, but it's, <laughs> you know, you get appreciation from them for your product and you hear the stories about them and it's been great. Right. The I mean, and and you imagine
0: the percentage of people who actually share a photo are pretty low overall, right? It's, it's, it's gotta be, I, I would think, you it's know, you sell a hundred baits, maybe one, remember to share a picture with right. them, so And
7: then, and, and keep in mind they're fishermen they're protective right so when (laughs) they have a hot lure when they have a hot lure and they do well with it they want to keep it guarded you know they Mm -hmm. only tell their best isn't that strange
0: like i get protecting a spot maybe yeah but like they say what lure works great Uh, to me i'm like yeah i want everyone to catch fish but why would why would you protect yourself from other lures like
7: yeah no it's just they protect themselves from competition of other people fishing in the area. With oh, because the they're competi- com- yeah. yeah, competitive problem, nature. Competitive so <laughs> it's almost it's almost an you know it's an issue and in, in, you know someone buys uh, Tide right dish, uh, washing detergent they're going to tell other people about it. There's no real competition. There's no reason not to tell. In know, the lure I'm, industry, I wouldn't ask
0: me what I use for laundry detergent. What do you use for? Laundry? I don't know. See, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm secretive. I really don't yeah. Know.
7: <laughs> but the point being is, uh, you know, as a, you know, the fishing community protects secrets and, and, you know, the spots and the lures and the colors and that stuff, it gives them an advantage. It's almost like, you know, something that someone else doesn't. So,
0: yeah. yeah. So, so are you having a good time here today?
7: I am. This, this is the weather's been unbelievable. And great oh. kids are catching fish. Yep. They're Everyone's just, caught fish, I believe. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I think but they yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: definitely. Yeah. Uh so we we're, we're still on with Pisaki. We're actually inside of nice shanty right now. Yep. And we're celebrating our hundredth episode.
2: So Jack, I have a very hard hitting question for Uh-oh, you. Here sure. we go. And this is this is gonna this is gonna tax your brain. Uh oh. Why I've been up s- since two, first. Okay. Of okay. All right. <laughs> Why in the world are you so generous and supportive of the fish nerds?
7: Well, all right, so I've been listening to you guys since I met you. Uh, um, I think at rocking was it rocking originally? Probably. No, no. You know where it was? It was I was fishing with Tim. Yeah. Um, we were we were fishing and um, you guys pulled us on a call. I, I think the <laughs> you were was striped bass. We were striped human. bass fishing and Tim That's was right. out fishing me. Yeah. I didn't like that, but <laughs> it happens a lot
0: with Tim. You, you can't. You can't go shoulders shoulder with Tim Moore. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it just doesn't yeah. work. Yeah.
7: But, you know, Tim turned me on to you guys. Uh, you guys are great guys and mm-hmm. very informative. I love listening to your show. I look forward to it. Um, you know, I get a lot out of your show. You guys have been very good to us. Um, and, um, you know, I, I just love the whole story, how you started. And, and God bless you, eating every fish in New Hampshire. <laughs> that's, that's just amazing. And, and I love... You're back and forth. You guys work well together. It still amazes me. I don't know if this is a secret or not, but that you guys are not in the same room and you guys. Right. In
0: fact, if you listen to any of our live shows when we're in the same room, they're a little uncomfortable (laughs) at times because I can't stand looking at Dave.
7: I know. So I picture you in a car somewhere at some time. (laughs) That's happened. I'm sure. It's happened.
0: But my my studio's in my basement uh, in a closet. Right. And Dave's got an attic studio. Yeah, I do. But there has been times where I've sat in my truck. And done shows. That's so. true. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that, that's true. So, yeah, it, it's it's certainly been a fun experience. And, uh, you know, it's really great to sort of have somebody recognize that, that it's a, you know, it's a, it's, we don't have to be doing this. <laughs> yeah, no,
7: and, and you and, it's a passion. Yeah. You can tell. And it comes across in your work. Yeah. It's very yeah. professional. And it's it's great. And I, I just love the back and forth. Like the, <laughs> you know, the little comments by Clay. And, oh, God. Oh, you
0: know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> I, my, 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 my wife. Uh, Kristen uh, always says you know that thing you say after you've said too much and you say oh no I've said too much yeah you need to say that three sentences sooner <laughs> yeah. every time yeah there you go yeah pretty much pretty it's much definition. Go two or three sentences too long into a bit and it gets uncomfortable yeah you, you should yeah. see the
2: cutting room floor it's <laughs> yeah. uh it's pretty thick yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that's very good yeah um, well thank
0: you do by the way a good job of of centering me because half the stuff I say, I wonder, God, if Kristen hears that, what's going to happen? You
3: know? <laughs> I know
2: I, yeah. I have to protect the brand, i.e., yeah. your ass, if it gets out yeah,
0: sure. <laughs> some of the info, because yeah. she could fire me.
2: She she could fire all of us, yeah. you know. She yep. she could pull the plug on the whole dang thing. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, well, I'm so glad you're part of our hundredth yeah. anniversary.
7: Yeah, so I, I just want to say to you guys, congratulations! It, it's been awesome. I look for forward to listening to your future shows and being part of the, the Nerds community and and um, for that for all the shows that we've done in the oh.
8: past.
2: Oh. <laughs> I happens. play this song <laughs> for you. <laughs> uh,
7: uh, we'd like to donate a hundred dollars, one for each episode. Oh that's um, awesome. And two dollars <laughs> with the, the Daddy Mac logo replacing Perfect George Washington. So we are
0: now funded <laughs> until show one hundred and two. Until one hundred and two. <laughs> yeah.
7: And you know it's we get a lot out of your show and uh, we enjoy it. And we want to, you know, you deserve something for that. And then we we would like everybody listening to do the same because if you enjoy something and and you're getting a lot out of it, you should you know, yeah. step up.
0: Uh, and, we appreciate that. And we always tell our fans, you know, just don't hit a dollar a show. That's right. Ongoing, not all at one time. Right. You know, four bucks a month, yeah. and we'd be we'd be rich. Yeah. This is like two, fifteen bucks or twenty bucks a month. There you- <laughs> This this is just like public
2: radio, you know, where this person gets on and they go, you know, I, I, yeah. if I listen to it for free, I feel
0: bad. You, they, you know what? Damn it, <laughs> yeah. you should feel bad if you listen to a show and you're driving around giggling at the stupid stuff that Dave says. No, right? Yeah, and you, know, you should you should feel bad about not supporting us.
7: Yeah, and truthfully, I want to I want to see it go forward. I, I think mm. you guys have even the last year with your relationships you've built. Um, I can see the show getting more popular, taking off. People have mentioned it to me, you know, on the side. That's no, cool. That's yeah, great. no, it's pretty cool when that stuff happens. Well, mm-hmm. what else do
0: you like about us? <laughs> <laughs> well, well enough about us. like a new sled. I, <laughs> I sled. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, we took the uh, snowmobile for her, her inaugural ride. We should name it. We, we should. We think or we should name it. Name or... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Got it's a she, right? So... I don't know. Well, seriously, with a boat, they come with names, right? They well, sh- you're not supposed to change the name. If you buy a used boat, supposed change Yeah, we had this on the show last week. But so if you buy a used boat, you can't change the name. But a snowbill...
2: I, I, I don't think you name a snowbill. You do name Slippy. What? No
0: debt. debt. No. That means piece of shit. <laughs> no.
3: Nerdette.
0: Oh, nerd debt. Like female I nerd. I said no debt. No. Oh. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I did buy it with cash. I don't have any debt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a piece of junk. <laughs> yeah, but it's oh, that's, yeah, that's it's great. great so. uh, well,
2: that's yeah. excellent. Well, thank you yep. so much again. Yeah, thanks, Jim.
7: Thank you.
6: Dallas? Bobby. Get Bent TV. Yes. Alright, well we're going to talk to Dallas about this. I'm, I'm the uh, spearfishing, freediving portion of
8: the Get Bank crew, so if it's about ocean fishing, that's, that's, uh, yeah. that's my game. So, so you're so the this excuse is, maker. I'm the this excuse is, maker. It's a free bill. I just got it the other day. Uh, I don't do much jigging. I'm from Maine. We do a lot of you know more trap fishing. Yep. Set it up um, and wait. Yeah, set them up and wait, hang out, stay warm, drink beers, eat good food, you know. Yeah, how you brought a
0: bar with you.
8: Yeah, well, pretty much. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm known for. we both 10 bar, so that's kind of oh, so cool. where it comes from. But um, our technique mainly is get us, as many of us out here. I think we've got five on the Get Bank crew. Get them in the holes. we got two traps up and four people jigging right now and try to get ahead of these guys right off the bat. So far, we've got a couple bites. Um, we're using these flashers here. As you can hear the ice crack. Um, the flashers really help kind of show you know if you're just standing in a hole of nothing or you might have some hope so
2: so so when are you going to go do the free dive and uh see what you can pull up uh
7: well season starts up when the water hits about 50 degrees now oh right now well let's well let's get a couple more augers over here give me a hole and tie, tie a rope to me and i'm ready to rock i know i mean
2: you know if you're going to do one for the team
7: I'm all about the team. I'm actually more about me. I'm, I'm, I'm all about, about the heck with you guys. I just want to jump in this beautiful water. I'm you know, about me. it's like all that. about me. I'm going to start, I'm actually going to start a new club. It's called the Winnipesaukee Polar Bear Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just going to dive down there. The idea is you open your mouth and you just look for it like rock bass and you just grab it. Sort you of know? the Merganser
8: yeah. kind of approach.
6: I am the seal of Winnipesaukee. Oh, nice. I like
2: it. It's perfect. Very
7: good.
6: John, John Field. With team uh, Get Bent today. Today I am shooting with a Canon
0: 70D DSLR camera, yeah. 60 frames per second, so I can get that nice slow-mo action later on when we chop it up.
2: Well, yeah, and you're you're a challenge because your team's pretty ugly.
0: Pretty ugly, yeah. <laughs> so that's why we get the masks coming off the face. you know. Yeah. As you can tell, it's not that cold out. We made them keep the masks
6: on. Ah. You know? I'm, a,
3: I'm more of a radio personality.
0: Thing.
6: Yes, <laughs> yes, there's a face for radio. That's it. Yeah. That's it, yep. That's very good. Face for right. podcast, so. That's well, I, I wish you luck, guys. Thank you very much. Appreciate yeah. it. Very good.
3: Learning some new techniques today. The
5: question is, how is he looking at you right
3: now? I don't know. Does he want it? I don't know. Yeah, and it's kind of addicting in a, in a weird way. I know. It's a, game,
5: it?
3: it's a, whole, nother, a whole, nother, whole nother game.
5: Right. I'm Anthony, get bent. I'm Regina. Gina. Anthony, Anthony, very good. What do you do on the show? Our co-host. Oh, so John and I, we co-host. We go after all to target all species of fish. Yeah. And today we're out here getting down on the ice, drilling some holes, jigging, using the Vexar and kind of just playing like a Donkey Kong slash Frogger video game right now. (laughs) You know what I mean? We're trying to be right next to that fish, but not too close and uh, get them to chase it around. So we have a spike also known as a maggot uh, on a single hook jig it's a pink spoon. Pink's so hot right now. Pink is hot. Yeah. It's the 2016 color. Um, Fashion. We just got back from Fashion Week. Pink is hot. Regina is our fashion guru. Yeah. You know, we were walking the runways. She said, pink, so hot. Pink is the new black. So hot. it's true. So I came out with a little pink. She came out with a little silver blue. We're shaking it up. How many fish you got? Zero.
8: (laughs) (laughs) Why... I started my career with Polar Beverages um, out of Worcester, Massachusetts, Soda and Seltzer Company. Yeah, with the big inflatable uh, polar bear. Exactly. (laughs) In marketing, um, in last July, I joined the sales side of things. So I do a balance between sales and marketing for a beverage company. I work the 8.30 to 5 job. I don't have to be in the office all the time now that I'm in sales. So, I mean, weekends are particularly when I get out on the water. I'm sending emails from my phone. You know, when you're out on the canoe, you can attach stuff on your emails. You can do all sorts of stuff.
3: Nothing yet. Just starting a new, a new approach. Going back to the tilts. Back to the basics. The tilts. You
2: know, so, if you're from Maine? No. <laughs> 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 they usually call them tilts. I don't know where they call them tilts. I hear it once what in are they a while. And it's like an old school Traps term. Craps is what they call them. What do you, why, why did you call them
3: tilts? I don't know, that's all I ever knew was the okay, mask. Like yeah. Where are you from? I'm from Worcester Mass. Worcester. Yeah. Maybe it's a of mass. Though. Yeah, very maybe. Nice. Yeah, well, I'm also not like a pro, but that's, I've, that's all I've ever fished with is or ice fished with is tilts. Yeah. Or traps. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I am a bartender. Barking. It's more of a night job. Yeah. Yeah, okay.
2: Thank you. yeah. So then how do you balance a fishing obsession with with
3: your... More work, less fishing obsession. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we got your flag.
9: Oh, flag up! Oh, flag up! flag in the day! Oh my
3: god! <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh
0: <it's> <laughs> rock bass of all time.
1: <laughs> 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 showing, showing finesse. No, yeah, look look that. That. Waiting for a tug, he's there. He's to gonna together, set the hook. Fish.
0: Look, set is eminent, the fifth nose is hooked Then That is it a set, up. Now clean off. set, call small, clean set, monster. Fish. Small. No slack on that line, and we'll see what it Come on, is. Come on, let's see, he's oh. fighting hard, he's fighting hard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh my god!
3: What do you got, 20 pound
0: test on that bad boy? <laughs> 30, we got
8: a 30 pound wow. great white <laughs> species. Oh, we got a rock bass here. Bass.
1: Hold oh, that up oh, for oh, me, oh, Two D. Two and a half, huh? Um, Hold the sun
8: for me, yeah, here you go.
2: to is the Get Bent TV crew. Uh, there was five of them out there on that team. They're, they you know, they say that they're mostly bartenders and they're, you know, they're just kind of doing this just for kicks. I tell you what, they are really good with the video camera. Uh, they build themselves as looking at fishing in, in the new age. I think they're saying basically millennials. Uh, if you go to their website, GetBentTV.com. On the about what we do, they say, fueled by passion for the outdoors, the get bent team set out to show the art of angling is not just for your grandfather, but for all who seek to be in the moment. Follow them as they pass on the traditions of yesterday and remix for today's modern world. <laughs> uh, they're very hip. They're a lot hipper than Clay and I will lover be. Um, and check out their videos. Their videos are crazy good. Unbelievable sort of cinematography stuff happening. They did some footage uh, from the event we were at together on Winnipesaukee, and Clay and I looked at it and said, I, I, I can't even believe we were at the same event. This thing looks so stinking good. So check out Get Bent TV at getbenttv.com. You can also find them on Vimeo, I believe.
10: Jim. Jim, fishing with today. Team Daddy Mac. Daddy Mac. Uh, that was a sunfish. Yeah. Got a yellow perch about 10 minutes ago. Much different using the vexlaw than using nothing. I got here 1.30 uh, AM. We fished till about 6.30 AM. Uh, I caught nothing. Uh, I'm using a clam epoxy drop with a maggot. And I'm just basically uh, letting it sit on the bottom, keep bringing it up every now and then. And, Hopefully something comes into range and hits it.
2: Very good? Now you're fishing with a longer rod than some of the other folks.
10: Uh, yeah, this is a 36-inch rod. Uh, it's just the one I had set up with mono. <laughs> <laughs> one I own. Yeah. <laughs> no, my other my other rod has braid, and it's it was freezing up on me a little bit, so I s- went over to the mono rod. Yeah.
8: Uh, I'm Dan Thissel with Team Daddy Mac. Been a long day. Been
2: a long day already.
8: <laughs> Um, kind of like Jim, the, just what I had rigged—an um, epoxy drop with a, one of the um, wax worms there. So
0: good. You mean one of the butterworms? Butterworms.
8: Yeah, butterworms. Yeah.
0: No, no, do you know what butterworms are? Not specifically. All right. So they, no? there's, there's, its caterpillar larvae that they import from South America, and they irradiate them before they get into the United States. They or can't re- reproduce. They won't get, become adults. And they won't reproduce. Ah. So they're like bionic. Mm. Yeah, like, I didn't know like that. hulkworms. Yeah. So <laughs> yours should be in good shape.
2: Yeah, just don't get them angry. Yeah.
8: All
0: right, well, we wish you luck.
8: Oh, thank you. Yeah. I could use some.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Have you got any fish about?
8: I've got uh, one uh, flag on the tip-up. That's it.
9: Well, so the the fish hunter is new to me. Um, I used the Vexelar last year and loved it. And this fish hunter, we just, you know, had, it was a good Black Friday special, and we do lots of... Lots of uh, fishing in the kayaks now, so this type of a thing, you can actually throw it. Uh And it has a little uh, rope attached to it, so...
2: I I can throw all my gear. (laughs)
9: That's
2: not nothing special. (laughs) So.
9: So I have a hand warmer stuck to the back of my phone. The app here, you click on the sonar, and you click on your device. Click Start Fishing, and you can either click 3D Bottom, Bottom Mapping, Directional Casting, or Ice Fishing. So I'm clicking on the ice fishing view. And it's exactly like no how the way. Vexil I mean, are. That. Yeah. yeah, we'll see.
2: The last time I saw somebody balance a phone on their knee like that, it went in the water.
9: Oh, geez, Don't <laughs> drink jinx me. Yeah. Uh,
2: it was last week. It, it was, was. It was Vinny. Vinny. Yeah.
9: I'm backing up now. Yeah, <laughs> you
0: should. That's
9: scary. Scary. See, right. I got this bucket at uh, Market Basket. It's an icing bucket, so. Perfect. Yeah. Pretty, mm-hmm. pretty soon I'm going to get a real one like everybody else so I can put all my stickers on it.
3: Yeah, that's a, that's a real that is a bucket. That's truly well, a
9: bucket. I'd like to catch a uh, rock bass. I've never caught one of those before. Oh, well, I have an epoxy drop on one. Mm. A clam clam drop. It also has the spikes on the end. Yeah. And this one I can't remember if it's called a slamo or what it's called.
0: It's got a good name. It
3: does. Oh, oh look at that.
0: It's it's all, like it's a, it looks like a
9: mini perch. So my day job is I'm a registered dietitian at a hospital. And I'm also a yoga instructor, so I go into classrooms and teach yoga to kids. And balancing is important because uh, most of my classes are actually on weight loss and trying to people help get the exercise and healthy eating in. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so I love being outside. And anytime I can, either before work, after work, or on the weekends, I try to get some fishing in. So. If I'm not doing something else, I'm probably fishing. My dad and I go fishing a lot. We we usually try to set up a couple different trips that will go on, and we're also a part of a, a fly fishing club. So it's called the New England Saltwater Fly Rodder. So if we're um, like once a month, there's meetings that we go to, or there's uh, they have like a at Plum Island. We have a group that gets together every once in a while, and then yeah. why not fishing? I've been fishing with them a little bit too. They have some meetups that. Uh, people can anyone can go and meet up with them, so yeah, well, it's awesome. yeah, so I try to find other people to go fishing with too yeah. whenever I can In the middle of Winpesaki here, forty feet deep, walking on water. We are the
0: Jesus of molttenboroughro right now, and uh, we 're going to check out to see how uh, how hugo 's faring here. Hugo Madeira is our Fish Nerds culinary correspondent and it's uh, it 's about twelve degrees out no wind, sunny, beautiful.
6: We don't have 30 mile an hour consistent winds like one year ago. I'm just looking to get my first fish in the morning.
2: Hugo does some online cooking stuff.
6: Door culinary connection, yeah. I want to get some. Uh, I want to get 25 uh, white perch today, so I can cook those up later and take some videos and uh, do a little cooking segment later. He's also well rounded. Play guitar a little bit. Yeah. 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 Psychos yeah. like uh, 14. So uh, ac Led Zeppelin, The Alm Brothers. Little blues, all that stuff. Come back when I get the uh, 25 fish limit here next to me. (laughs) We're asking people what your day job is.
2: Day job is very interesting. (laughs) Do tell, do tell. Currently right now, no day job. Uh So fishing is main priority <laughs> so the balance is pretty easy at this it age. is
0: it's very easy well i commercially fish in the summer oh, okay. so i met jack all rotted and real all right yep road striped road bass road. mostly really? um there's dealers down on the cape lots of plenty of dealers down there That's a cool job yeah it's seasonal though does it make enough to keep you through winter no. no no gotta catch some rock bass to live <laughs>
10: <laughs> ah, my day job is I'm an elevator mechanic, and I balance my fishing by not sleeping. <laughs> I usually fish seven nights a week. I have two kids. I, after they go to sleep, I go out and usually fish till two, three in the morning. How's How's business been? Business, eh? It's been good this year. No, no, the the setup is, uh, it's up and down.
2: Uh, <laughs> uh, see, it's elevators.
10: Yeah. See, it's when hilarious. you work on elevators, yeah. you don't really think of that, <laughs> you know?
2: Uh, we take a break to talk to Tim and Chuck. So Tim of Tim Moore's Outdoors runs the guide service that everybody was Um, using today. Tim does an amazing job along with Chuck. Uh, They have some outstanding equipment and even more outstanding knowledge of the area. Both super nice guys. Um, They also surprised us when we showed up. Not only did they have our studio space set up in the clam shelter, but they'd gotten us a cake that was wishing us a happy 100th episode. So they really go all out do it right uh tim and chuck yeah for tim more outdoors so anyway we did catch up with tim to see uh how the day was going
3: tim. Just, uh, i got the all-terrain grill going we're getting ready to warm up some uh, sausage some bacon and some <laughs> ham Egg sandwiches for everybody. Uh, you're a Oh yeah. my gosh. That's Good amazing. Up, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks to Zippo for giving us the grill. Yeah.
2: What is the ideal sort of rig would you suggest on Winnipesaukee?
3: My favorite, the epoxy drop. Yeah. That's, I love that jig. I catch, I've caught every fish that swims in Winnipesaukee except cusk on the epoxy drop. Literally every fish in here I've caught on an epoxy drop. Wow. Except burbot. This is a pretty clean lake, so white. Up in the area we're in, it's a little more stained, so my next go-to would be a green, the green one. Well, with the epoxy drop, 4-pound test, I like the P-line fluoro ice. It's, it's pretty nice and limp and smooth.
2: Yeah, Clay likes to do P-lines too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he, Those... to, he likes to write his name.
3: Oh, those side P lines. No, this is P dash line. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. Not, oh, the, oh. not the same kind as that Clay does. Yeah. I yeah. Yep. Yeah, I like. Uh, well, my favorites are the Legacy series and then the Jason Mitchell Gen sevens for white perch. That that rod is amazing. Mm. I love that rod. Small jigs, uh, little, a little few spikes on there. That's the trick. I mean, uh, they're pretty finicky. I'm seeing whites ah, come see. coming in and going real quick. So. Yeah. But we're in a good basin here, so that stuff works pretty much anywhere on this lake. Smaller is better. <laughs> Stay mobile, keep it keep it, keep it easy, so it's easy to move around, and you're not stuck in one area. Don't drop any anchors, and uh, move 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 move. Don't spend too much time on a fish that doesn't want to bite. Go find one that will. See ya. Bye. <laughs> Basins. What is a basin? A depression. depression. A hole. Yep. Deep hole. Thirty feet. So usually what we look for is 30-foot depressions.
0: So you, but you want, do you want shallow on all other sides of it, or are you looking for just a big hole? or is um, Well, else? that's
3: what makes it a basin, makes it, it comes it basin up shallow the basin on the one. sides. I'm <laughs>
0: trying to help people who don't know as much as me. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. So any, it doesn't matter how shallow it comes up. Right. I mean, typically you're going you're gonna to be you know, in the 20-foot depth, and it'll drop into 30 or 40 feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, 50 feet is if we go that deep sometimes, too. And the perch will just lay in those holes in the middle of the day. So you just go in there and drop your jig to the bottom, rattle it around, shake up some silt, wake them up.
2: We went to a new spot. Tim was using his electric auger, which is an electric drill hooked to a clam auger. Uh, The thing's awesome. And then we got a surprise too. So this is him going through 10 inches of ice.
3: This is a hole. They show them already. That's what makes this spot awesome. <laughs> uh, we're in a hole next to, and it's adjacent to a rock. So the perch will come in here and just hide. And anything that comes off those rocks in the form of food, they can eat it. Mm-hmm. But it's
2: a basin. Holy oh Holy wow. cats! Did you get it? What did
9: you get, Smiley? Yeah. yeah. Holy cow! <laughs> nice nice Yo, nice he came off the hook and you got him, Yuck. It, it just struck immediately. That was awesome. That, let's
2: stay at the spot now. <laughs> well, the day is being wrapped up, and I, I wanted to clue the listeners in on a little bit of context. Uh, once all the crews got a chance to fish in the area... Uh, Both two places, one and about another half mile away. And they shuttled groups back and forth to the secret uh, white perch spot next to the big rock. Um, They all came back and we had one final uh, wrap up event. And that was to enjoy the cake that Tim and Chuck got us for our 100th anniversary and also get a picture
7: now, we have our cake too. <gasps> yeah. Congratulations, uh,
0: here. Yeah. And so we're gonna have cake in a few minutes and then that'll be good, but we're so glad you guys all came and I know it wasn't about us, but we're happy to, <laughs> happy to, that you just to meet everybody and have everyone come hanging out, so thanks.
3: Awesome. Yeah,
0: yeah, totally good.
2: Now, at this point, all about ten or fifteen of us, I think probably fifteen of us. Decided it was a good idea to get a picture. So we all lined up in this big semicircle, and one person from the Get Bent crew went out and set up the fancy camera for a timer and runs back as we're waiting. And <laughs> there was a point where the ice popped, and you can hear it in this audio if you listen very carefully. We realized that <laughs> we all were piled up on one spot where there hasn't been that much ice so far this year Uh, it's been a very warm winter up here and uh, just take a listen to the reaction once the ice pops and it and it dropped a pretty good pretty good amount
0: all right sniffing quick so there's no snot hanging out your face
5: all right
3: there you go (laughs)
1: Oh,
4: oh, crap. oh,
0: God!
4: That <laughs> was really cool. 10 seconds. 10. Here we go. What is that? Watch the, <laughs> camera. Watch the camera. Hey! 7-0-5. Hey!
3: Alright.
0: God, imagine we all fell through. It's gonna be true.
2: Well, we couldn't do a hundredth episode without having a little bit of fish in the news. CNBC. That's the source of this news story. CNBC, okay. CNBC. Pass the dogfish nuggets.
0: Ooh, delicious.
2: Trash fish rebranded.
0: So this is this is like a trend we've been seeing the last couple of years where every so often, like every two months or so, a story or two will come out where they're pushing dogfish again.
2: Yeah, there you go. And the this story starts up with the call them fish sticks for millennials.
0: <laughs> Millennial sticks.
2: <laughs> at anyway, at, at any rate, that's what Dana Bartholomew is banking on college students warming up to shark bites.
0: I bet they'd go for it.
2: I bet they would too. And that's from Ipswich Shellfish Company in Massachusetts. And so they're trying to put together dogfish nuggets coated with gluten-free allergen-friendly crust.
0: I love it. So all those you know I think millennials are like the most allergenic kids there are. <laughs> they can't eat anything. So you got to be gluten-free, peanut-free, all that stuff. Yeah. And why not why not have a shark involved in that too? So cuz who has a shark allergy? No one would know. <laughs> right? right? Cuz no one's eating sharks.
8: Right.
2: And uh, lots of people have a shark allergy to live ones that are trying to eat them.
0: Right. But I I love it. I love the idea of dogfish nuggets.
2: Yeah. So Bartholomew's fondness for dogfish uh, is part a growing trend in fish markets around the country. Just as you said, the industry is putting more emphasis on fish that have traditionally lacked market appeal and economic value as old staples, such as cod, tuna, haddock, and shrimp. Um and so, yeah, they're trying to trying to promote dogfish nuggets. I love it. Now,
0: this is fighting culture. This is one of those cultural battles that is going to go on for a long time, and it has to. And, and target millennials is smart because people like us, our generation has already written dogfish off. It's not food. Right. You know, we are the outliers that think, think it's no big deal to eat it. But um, I think it's smart. So we'll see what happens. I think it's
2: smart, too. The, one of the challenges is uh, is that – they do have a high mercury count at times. Yeah. and Higher uh, than,
0: let's say, the equivalent other species, like if cod, for example.
2: Well, they, I, I'm not sure about that. They, the story does say that they can contain high levels of mercury.
0: Right. It's, but I always wonder, higher than what?
2: Right. And I suppose anything can contain high levels of yeah. mercury.
0: Yeah. Well, who cares? You know what? They're not eating, no one's eating enough fish when mercury is really the problem. <laughs>
2: right. Exactly. You know, the
0: problem might be we're not eating enough fish, but mercury is not that scary.
2: Uh, there was a another spokesman from On the Water Restaurant in Portland, and they served dogfish tacos. Oh, that sounds good at a festival in Portland.
0: You know what? That when people serve fish tacos, it's when they when it's it's not a sign of confidence. <laughs> you you make fish cakes and fish tacos out of fish. You're not sure what to do with. That's true. That's my oh, opinion.
2: <laughs> I know. I think you're right.
0: You know, like if you were a nice fillet of something, you're confident in that fish being yummy. Mm. But you make tacos or fish cakes, you're not so sure about it. You're still experimenting. That's my opinion.
2: Hey, there was a fisheries specialist in the Coastal Resources Center of the University of Rhode Island. Okay. Named Azure. Azure Cycler. Uh-huh. Azure. Azure. Is that blue? I think so. Um, and they and she said what she called un, underloved species are critical for sustaining fisheries and providing local protein sources in New England.
0: So that's the PC word for trash fish. Yes. Yeah.
2: Uh, She pointed to the growth of scup.
0: Ooh. Scup are porgies? Yes. An Atlantic
2: species sometimes sold as porgy.
0: I knew something. Yeah, you did.
2: (laughs) Which has grown from less than 3 million pounds in 2000 to more than 15 million pounds in 2014. (laughs) And they're sold in Whole Foods.
0: That's perfect.
2: Uh, She said the big thing was that they changed the name to Silver Bass.
0: It's pretty funny. It was like when we talked to the to um, what was the restaurant? The Black Trumpet. Yeah. And they were changing the name of uh, dogfish. dogfish to Cape Shark. Right. Fish in the news. Cron dot com. Cron
2: Cron. <laughs> Cron dot Cron. <laughs> ran a story under their strange and weird news. I love it. Weird fish with legs found by New Zealand snorkelers, puzzle scientists. So, a 10-inch specimen thought to be the type, or a type of frogfish was found by Claudia Hauser. All right. There you go. Claudia's claim to fame. She found a legged fish. That's pretty exciting. It is. Uh, it's a black creature about 10 inches long, looks something like a fish with legs, but also bears some resemblance to either a bird or a bat. I saw a picture of this thing. It is kind
0: of gruesome looking.
2: <laughs> it was found by uh, a family in New Zealand Bay area. Um, and what other news? How can this be news? This weird creature is likely to be a species of frogfish, but we won't know until we have a chance to examine it closely. Museum said on its Facebook page.
0: That's it, huh? That's
2: it. Frog Frogfishes have the fastest bite of any Vertebrate, really, what does that mean? i don't know. their mouths expand at the speed approaching a twenty two caliber rifle bullet wow. oh, and they said, and that's in a medium eight hundred times denser than air wow, so wow so the so the speed of this mouth expanding is at the speed of a twenty two rifle bullet underwater
0: that's um, that means you can't see it that's right that's like a boom. <laughs> Wow. So it's like when you go to the when you go to the aquarium and it's time to feed the fish, and they gather around and, uh-huh. and they're, you know they're feeding the sharks and you can watch them eat and you're feeding the lionfish and you can watch them eat and they feed the frogfish, and they go ta-da! And the kids are like, "Nothing happened." Like, yeah, well, it's really fast. It's, it's very fast. Son.
2: Andrew Stewart, the museum's fish expert, who gave that little that little uh, factoid, said by email that he would be thawing the specimen later in the day, and would have an identification. <laughs> After examining the head?
0: Uh, I was listening to uh, a show the other day, a different podcast, and they were talking to a fish expert who finds new species. And they have to, in order to identify a new species and get it qualified, you have to kill a number of the new species. (laughs) You can't just go out and see it, you can't observe it. You have to physically kill it, bring it to the lab, and chop it up, chop it all up. Measure stuff.
2: I saw a story. Did you see the recent story where that uh, Vietnamese turtle died? No, it was a, it was the, it was a spiritual turtle, mm-hmm. mystical turtle, mm-hmm. in this one lake. They think it was around three hundred and eighty years old. Wow, and uh, it was this big, giant, soft-shelled turtle. I forget what it was like—a Vietnamese soft-shelled turtle,
0: it's the most delicious kind.
2: And there was only, there was only three left. Now there's only two. Now there's only two.
0: Jeez! Well, if you live that long, you don't need there to be a lot of you. I know,
2: <laughs> but you know, down to two, or maybe there was four. Now there's three. I don't know. It's something bad. Wow! I know. So they're uh, they're kind
0: of done with that turtle, but kind of interesting. It is. How it die? Uh, well, they think old age. <laughs> <laughs> I read once that turtles were. I read once that turtles were one of the only vertebrate animals that every year they live, they actually have a higher chance of surviving for one more year. <laughs> so, like most animals, as they get older, odds of them dying comes faster and faster. Yeah. But with turtles, it actually becomes better odds to survive.
2: Well, there has to be some breaking point.
0: Though. Well, they, obviously, but like...
2: But, but yeah, one, yeah, once one's 30, it's likely to get to
0: 50. It can get to 50, no problem. Yeah, yeah because it's, you know less predation, you a big hard shell, they are big... Yeah, well, I know. suppose that makes sense. Yeah,
2: I suppose that makes sense. The um, yeah, the the, the such a rare turtle though is insane. They said that it's one of the four spiritual animals of uh, Vietnam. Mm-hmm. The others are dragon, unicorn, and some other mythical creature. It's like there's only one that's real.
0: So and and pretty soon that won't be real anymore either, and that will have a great equalization of mythical creatures. Oh, there you go. Yeah,
2: yeah, everybody's the same. Yep. But uh, yeah, so that's news that we don't have at our fingertips. But uh, that's also that's that's fish related.
0: It totally is fish related. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, because it's a big softshell turtle. So this is our hundredth episode. Mm-hmm. Happy happy anniversary!
0: Happy anniversary!
2: Um, now it's time to to uh, bore our listeners with our thoughts on podcasting. Oof. Okay. So one of my thoughts is that uh, what a great thing that it's replaced ham radio. Right. Have you ever
0: tried to carry a ham radio around with you? It's really they're heavy and difficult. They're really challenging. Yeah, I had one once. Really. Yeah.
2: I that doesn't surprise. I never
0: it. use it. I bought it at an auction for twenty bucks. I sold it for four hundred dollars. Oh, so <laughs> oh my god, that's yeah, good. it's amazing. They're, yeah. they're valuable.
2: Well, uh, certainly the digital space and podcasting is awesome to be yes. able to uh, to really be able to produce a show. And we were just talking about it today. The the outpouring of support for what we do.
0: Well, That's great. Well, let's get some context. So, we arrived on the ice this morning to fish with uh, Tim Moore and Chuck Fritz mm-hmm. uh, and the whole gang here. And they set up a um, studio for us on the ice They're in a clam shack here.
2: Yeah, awesome clam shack.
0: By yep. The way. And we walk in, and there's a cake here that says, Congrats <laughs> on your 100th show from Tim and Chuck. And it has like a 100 on it, and it says fish nerds, and it's full of gummy fish and Swedish fish and stuff. And It's crazy. I mean, how nice is that? It's
2: so nice. It's unbelievably nice.
0: Yeah. I mean, you couldn't ask for any kinder like uh, thing to do. And yeah. It was really, really wonderful. And um, so the idea that this, this
2: medium of podcasting can make those kind of connections, because you know, if I didn't do podcasting, I would not have any friends.
0: Right, well, you don't. <laughs> I, mean, I was telling you, I met your boss the other day. <laughs> And I, I said, hey, I'm Dave's, f- I'm Dave's friend. And uh, he goes, oh, it's nice to meet one of Dave's friends. I said, no, no. <laughs> I, I am Dave's friend. <laughs> yep, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> I don't think he was laughing, but yeah. I, to me it was so funny. <laughs> um, yeah,
2: no, it's, it's, it's kind of true. And, and sort of be, to be able to start a, uh, a community kind of thing is awesome.
0: Yeah, and we built a community. And like today, we're fishing, and there's about twenty five people uh, hanging out with us in the ice. And yeah. it's well,
2: I mean, we didn't build. we
0: there are people. No, <laughs> yeah. we didn't start. But these some of them are our people, and we've made friends with these people. Yeah, and, we and,
2: we've made friends, and we, this group of people have often said that the the nice people in fishing all should get together, and they do. And and it's
0: we just happen to be part of those because we're nice, relatively speaking. Yeah, I mean, We show up to have about half the things run by you, too. <laughs> yeah.
2: But, uh, no, we certainly all share just sort of a love of fishing. And so we're out here on the frozen lake of Winnipesaukee. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous out.
0: It's really nice out. Last year we did the same thing. It was terrible. Right. Um, and I, my, my thought on podcasting, similar to yours, um, I, first of all, I mean, just how interesting is having technology where you can just push record and go. Oh, I know. Um, but for me, it's been about having an outlet for my brain, like just a brain dump every single week, mm. you know, because the stuff we talk about, Kristen my wife, uh, no, I want to hear about. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can't, sit, I, I can't sit for an hour. We can talk to her about stuff we talk about here. That's true. And, and uh, yeah, nobody
2: yeah. else really wants to hear this.
0: Well, <laughs> as apparently people do because we've got 100 episodes in and we have listeners. Well, what's interesting
2: so. is it takes an entire world to find enough people. That would be interested to listen to this stuff.
0: That's a very true thing.
2: Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so we got you know several hundred listeners, but that's out of the world uh, and very niche. <laughs> it's very niche. Yes. But uh, God bless them.
0: Well, you know, I think the, you know, I think our 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 small number number of listeners are powerful. Listeners. They are actually
2: they're they're very engaged. Very engaged,
0: and and I think we would have more if people would talk about us more, share our, share our stuff with their friends. That's that. That's true. Doesn't that sound nice? It does sound nice. <laughs> Probably not true. But
2: it yeah, I, sounds think so. nice. I think. I think mm. it's one of those things that you they they may lose friends if they say they may. Hey, you gotta to listen to this. They really you like that? Yeah. Really? Fishing? Mm. 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 So uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure. I, I guess it's worthwhile to share it for others that like that kind of stuff. Right. If you
0: have other people who like what we're doing, right. if you know them, then share. Don't just. Your grandma probably didn't care.
2: Right. I would not recommend this to most grandmothers. Not that, I mean, that's sexist and ageist, but.
0: Okay. Your grandpa
2: may not like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he probably would. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but anyway, so uh, kudos to all our listeners. Thank you. For sticking with us. Yeah. Really appreciate it. 100 episodes. Big thanks to Tim and Chuck. Mm hmm. Uh, and all those that are out here on Lake Winnipesaukee, too. And the whole world, man. And the world. And
0: for daddy McAlores for um supporting our hundredth episode. Oh, that's right. Yeah. They're
2: That's right. We they, even have them supporting the the hundredth episode. Not
0: so. only did they buy they bought Fishnerd's hatch from us, they gave us cash. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so that's really, really good. Yeah.
0: So uh yeah. It's 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 been a good run. Really good run. And it you're talking like it's over, Dave. Are you quitting? I am. I quit. I just wanted to get to hundred. <laughs> Got to a hundred and out. Drop the mic. <laughs> Boom. Speaking of out, I need to get out of this tent and go catch some fish. I am. You are getting itchy. I am. I am. I can't focus on anything. I'm like. So we're we're while while we're recording, there, you, uh, <laughs> we're, we're on the ice recording. We're jigging in ice fishing holes, jigging and talking, and we're not catching fish. And I'm I'm so distracted. I, I can't take it. He's gotta go. <laughs>
7: Yeah.